welcome to the Writer's Rough Draft Podcast, where I climb behind the glamorous book launch world of successful writers and entrepreneurs and into the mind of folks like you who are just getting their start. Equal parts witty writing information and unabashed content curiosity with a healthy dose of laughter thrown in, my conversations with these pros share some of the trials, tips, and techniques that others have used help you build your writing and content and establish you as a leader in your field. I'm your host, Alyssa Doucette, and I'm here to talk about all of that and have some fun with Jenny Blake today. You can find the links, resources, and transcript of our chat on my website at alyssadoucette.com slash episode four. Jenny Blake is a best-selling author, international speaker, entrepreneur, and strategy pro who likes to help people organize their brains to build their careers, businesses, and lifestyles they love, all while managing to find the time to fit in daily yoga practices to keep her own body and mind happy and healthy. Her first site, Life After College, is considered by various sources and readers alike to be the quintessential guide to navigating your 20s. Her first book, Life After College, The Complete Guide to Getting Everything You Want, is an internationally published bestseller that has been featured in Target's graduation must-have displays. Before that, Jenny spent five years working at Google, you may have heard of them, on the training and development team. Since then, Jenny has managed to launch a handful more businesses, start work on her second book, write regularly for her own sites and multi-million dollar publications, and speak at events around the world about her work at the intersection of mind, body, and business. Thank you so much for taking the time out from all of that to talk with me today, Jenny. Did I leave anything out? (laughs) I think you got it, Alyssa. I'm thrilled to be here. The only thing you left out is that we met because of our blogs, and therefore (laughs) blogging is priceless. This is true. Blogging is how I got my best friend who is on the show with me today. So we will try to keep the inside jokes to a minimum, but we can promise nothing in that respect. So back to the beginning of your blog and your writing and everything. How did you get started down this crazy path of writing and business? Like so many of us, I did not start with any grand plan or strategy. It was really... (laughs) I had always had a love of writing that I attended to on and off. I would say sometimes I was good about it growing up, sometimes I wasn't, but it was always there. And honestly, I was teaching myself CSS and HTML, and I thought, how could I practice these skills? Oh, I should start a website. And (laughs) I felt like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe that will help me get into business school someday. What could I start? And So it was these really funny roundabout ways that I ended up setting up a website called Life After College in 2005. Part of the motivation, too, was wanting to help others. But I would say it took me time to get to that place because for so long I felt like, what the hell do I know? I'm no expert. You know, it's kind (laughs) of scary to declare a little corner of the Internet and make it our own soapbox and have actual opinions. For so long, I only shared tips or book summaries or things that felt really safe. So my writing started as really experiments and has evolved into a full-blown career in the almost 10 years since. Do you remember what writing was like for you when you were first starting out? Like, did you follow any sort of routines or have any sort of processes to get that stuff out the door? Part of it was that I was working full-time at Google for much of the early days of the Life After College blog. So my practice was not to worry at all about it during the week, but every Sunday I would draft two blog posts on Sunday afternoons. 
And that's advice I give to anyone in a full-time job who says, how do you do it? I'm so tired at the end of each day. I was not the girl waking up at 4 a.m. <laughs> you know, that was never me. I was too tired during the week. So as long as I knew I had Sunday afternoons and a goal of two posts that I would then schedule to go out during the week, that was really helpful for me. Nice. Now, when you were getting started with all that writing, one of the things I think that most writers and especially online writers kind of feel or struggle with the most is that initial process and that initial fear of actually hitting that publish button. How does one get over that or how does one persevere through? Yeah, trial and error, but more so it's a muscle. And a lot of it for me came from feedback. In the beginning, I said, contact us, learn more about us. I didn't even have first person. I didn't have a picture. I didn't really have my name. It was the anti-personal brand. And I was hiding, like I said, because I wasn't sure what I had to offer. And so as people said, who are you? We want to get to know you. My woman who's still my mentor to this day gave me that feedback. So slowly I started to build in more personal touches. Then as my readership started to grow, I also could get a sense for what they liked. And Without fail, it was the posts that I was most afraid to hit publish on that I thought were certain to send everybody mass unsubscribing that would bring people closer and end up being the most popular and the most commented on. And so counterintuitively, I started to look for when I got that pit in my stomach, oh, I must be onto something. Of course, it's a terrible thing to realize because you then have to kind of invite more of that. But over time, the vulnerable posts. Sometimes now I'll post something that I think is pretty normal and someone will comment, wow, I can't believe you shared that. Thank you. And I realized that to them, it might sound a lot more risky just because maybe they haven't been building the muscle there yet, or they may have no desire to. Speaking of those people who maybe haven't built it yet, or maybe don't desire to, a lot of your writing does focus a lot on what people can do to, you know, better themselves and to really advance what they want in their lives. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that in addition to all of the great feedback you get about those posts, you also might get a fair bit of resistance from people. Do you ever have to deal with that? Knock on wood, I've been so fortunate to have a very, very positive, warm unity, both at Life After College and now at JennyBlake.me. And so again, knock on wood, because I'm <laughs> not trying to invite trolls, but people tend to be pretty respectful. Really, my book was where I get the one-star reviews, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a horrible person that rolls into a ball and cries in the corner, and I'm incredibly <laughs> unstable, and clearly the Amazon reviewer is the one that has it all figured out, and I'm the neurotic, crazy person who had no right to write a book. But once those came in, what I realized is that, wow. That was my worst fear. And here it is on the page. And believe me, no critic can say anything worse than what I've already said to myself. So to see it on the page and realize it's kind of funny and it doesn't kill me, there's a sense of feeling so much stronger because of that. Because now when I go to write the next book, yeah, I know those are going to show up. But hey, I'm the one that gets to say, like, I wrote the book. I had the courage to do it. And what are you doing, Amazon guy? <laughs> 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 That's very, very true. <laughs> There's a healthy amount of anonymity that comes with those Amazon reviews for so many people. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. Sometimes I agree with what they say. 
sometimes I agree. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. My book, I wrote it four years ago. I would write a very different book now, but I'm still so proud of what I wrote. So for me, this goes to Seth Godin's thing of shipping. I would rather be a person that takes risks and ships, even though I'm an eternal perfectionist, nothing will ever be done. It will never be good enough for even myself. So if a reviewer is kind of having these judgments, I can at least live with myself knowing that I gave it the best I could at the time, and then I moved on. And that's what makes me happiest in my writing life. Moving on, you have moved on immensely from you know your days of publishing as an unknown third-person entity on a website to having a really prolific career and everything else. How has your life changed? What does your routines look like now? I'm guessing you don't do everything on Sunday anymore. That is correct. What I did was optimize for two things, my health and my best energy windows. So sleep is of utmost importance to me. I will not run myself into the ground. My anti-motto is I'll sleep when I'm dead. It's my least favorite saying (laughs) because you'll die a lot sooner if you deprive yourself of sleep and you'll be like a half-functioning robot. So for me, my best energy window is in the morning. The earlier I can wake up, the better, but only if I've gotten eight hours of sleep. But I really try and plan my morning so that I might read a nonfiction book with coffee or tea. Then I do my highest priority work, which two days a week when I don't have meetings is writing. But on days where I have meetings, it might be just getting other things done for the blog or my newsletters or email response, speaking contracts, anything like that. And then my calls are usually blocked from maybe 11 to two or three. And then I'm out of the house. I get really stir crazy. So I get get up, go to yoga, like you said in the intro, or go do handstands in the park, just get oxygen and fresh air. And I actually don't put pressure on myself to even work after that. So I work for a very intense, I'd say six to seven hours solid in the morning, and then I'm done. And for as far as writing specifically, I don't do very well writing on days where I have a lot of business nuts and bolts and meetings. So I tend to get the best concentrated writing done Thursday through Sunday when I don't have any meetings and I can really just set some quiet time aside. Even with the Thursday through Saturday, Sunday, do you find that sometimes business creeps in even on those, you know, really utmost important creating days? And how do you handle that? Definitely. All or nothing mindset is really a trap a lot of times. If I can't write for four hours, I can't do anything. And so I try and remind (laughs) myself, just sit, just give it 20 minutes or just 30 minutes. So even if I get interrupted or even if things go off course, which more often than not is what happens, (laughs) I try and just do a little bit. But I have to say, I'm still learning. I'm getting ready to write my second book as we speak. And right now, I feel like I might as well be a six-week-old puppy as far as my focus. (laughs) an accomplishment at actually writing when I say I'm going to write. So I think it's retraining my brain and my habits and my environment to kind of rain or shine do that. And I just started reading this amazing book that I highly recommend. I'll have to find it for you. It's on kind of writing and the habit of it. Oh, it's called Still Writing by Danny Shapiro. It's fantastic for anyone listening. So as someone who is so good at systems and strategy and everything else, What are some of the things that you do to create those systems and strategies and routines to kind of pull yourself into head down focus mood for something like an upcoming book? Right. Couple things. 
One, every piece of information has a home. So I have a very robust Evernote system <laughs> where I have multiple notebooks for my book, not just one, but I have notebooks for, and I will tell you right now, I'm going to pull it up. I have a general capture bucket. Then I have articles that I save from the internet using Evernote's web clipper. I have models that I'm going to reference, like theoretical models, quotes, people to interview, books that are related, feedback, and then fun. So every time I encounter a piece of information that's relevant to my book, it goes in the proper notebook so that when I do sit down to start writing, everything's there and it's well organized already. And then a lot of the systems that I set up are the container that allow me to have more free time. And these are resources, they're all available on my website, but how I work with my virtual assistant, how I work with my communications director, email exhale is my $10 toolkit on all the systems and tools and tactics to reduce my email overwhelm. And so I found that for me, it's when I put systems in place to free up my workload or rather make it much more efficient, then I feel calmer when I do sit down to do the writing. That's a very, very smart way of getting to the creative important parts without making yourself go crazy. Right, right. So something that is more fun and kind of crazy still is a fun little game we like to play with folks here. It's super easy. Over the next two minutes, I'm going to ask you a series of either or questions. And I want you to answer with the first thing that pops into your mind. We'll try to get through as many as we can and get a little sneak peek into the secret thoughts of your writer's mind. Are you feeling ready? Oh, boy, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will get the stopwatch ready and we will go. Pen or pencil? Pen, always. Mac or PC? Mac, no question. Coffee or tea? Ooh, it's a tie. Coffee, I'm more tired in the afternoon. Hate to say it. Good writing or correct writing? Good writing. Noise or silence? Uh, Noise. Lefty or righty? Righty. Weird or typical? Oh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) School or no school? School. Outside or inside? Well, outside when I want to take a break from writing, but writing inside. Clean or messy? Clean. Teacher or student? Both. Town or city? City. New York. (laughs) (laughs) Trains or planes? Planes. Ooh, trains are good too. All moving vehicles. Skiing or surfing? Skiing. I have an irrational fear of fish. (laughs) Fantasy or reality? (gasps) Reality. Love or money? Love. Introverts or extroverts? I'm so much more introverted than anyone would realize, but I'd say there's a time and place for both. Good content or good marketing? Content, always. Smile or game face? Smile. Call or text? Call. Money or fame? Money. (laughs) Be older than you are now or be younger than you are now? Ooh, younger and wiser. (laughs) (laughs) Think before you talk or talk before you think? Think before you talk. Have a dragon or be a dragon? Oh, have a dragon. Best-selling book or million-dollar business? Oh, that's hard. We're not going to let you get off just because. (laughs) 
look, the timer rang. What are you going to do? <laughs> Best-selling million-dollar book that cashes in millions in royalties every year, and I don't even have to run the business. <laughs> How's that? Very, very crafty. The dragon takes care of it all. <laughs> the dragon is my business. That's right. I want a dragon. Yeah, I could just host dragon visitation and people would pay $1,000 to pet the dragon. He would be lucky, a lucky dragon. I think you're on to something. <laughs> and then you can write stories and tales of the people who came to visit the dragon. Totally. So yep. business and then the best-selling book off the back end of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Those were great questions. Thank you very much for playing. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Where can people find your writing and business stuff? Most of my stuff is at JennyBlake.me. And if you go to JennyBlake.me slash toolkit, you can get a lot of the ways that I stay organized. And you can find me on Twitter at Jenny underscore Blake. If you want eight years of archives, those are at lifeaftercollege.org, where I now have actually an amazing small team of writers who are helping me keep that fresh and interesting. I think the dream for many of the content writers and businesses that listen in is kind of figuring out how to get your stuff built up to such a point that you actually are able to build out a team of people who are invested in spreading your message. Right. And this is a side note, a side resource, but how I work with my communications director is a post you can find on my site, JennyBlake.me, that talks about how I maintain two websites and actually four businesses and four websites um, because I'm consulting for a few other ones. And it's not easy. So like you said, it takes time to just work up to that and have the systems and have the workflow and the audience to keep things running. As you know, Alyssa, just even maintenance mode can be a 24-7 activity. Uh, so much, so <laughs> much. And we will be sure to link directly to that post right on the show notes page for this episode. Do you have any other parting thoughts or wisdom or little sneaky toolkits and tricks that are on your site that people should know about? Yeah, I think you can find it all there. The parting wisdom I have is nobody has it figured out, especially the ones you think when you look from the outside that they do. So I know it's easy to listen to a podcast and think that maybe you or I, Alyssa, have anything figured out and we don't. We're just experimenting like everyone else. And that's a thought that I think can help writers where you just realize none of us are perfect. None of us have it all figured out. So the important thing is really just butt in chair for, let's say, 20 minutes a day of writing that you want to do. Even if that's all you're able to carve out for yourself, it's a great place to start. Yeah, and everyone has to start somewhere. So that sounds yes. like a good place for them to start. Thank you so much again for being here. And I hope you have a great time over at your stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find this episode's notes and resources at alyssaduset.com slash episode four and the writer's rough draft full archive at alyssaduset slash podcast. If you want to talk more writing with me or just say hi, you can always catch me on Twitter at alyssaduset. This show is produced and published by my outstanding content management team over at writingbusinesswell.com. Thank you for listening on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or right off the site. If you love listening to writers talking about their writing path as much as I love talking to them about it, then please leave us a quick five-star review. Reviews and sharing your favorite episodes help me get the word out and get more people on the show. 
So thank you for doing that. And thank you for listening to me geek out today about writing with Jenny Blake. So I'm in your earbuds next Tuesday. Go create your own compelling content and make some words sexy. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for for being on. I do want to let you go. So, because I know that you have like super important big things going on. Oh, but nothing is more important than my squirrel. (laughs) Obviously. That's, well, I feel likewise. And that's why I'm being like, I'm going away now so that you can do like your important things.